And hello, everybody. Welcome to FSU 35. My name is Tim Backhurst, and today's guest is Kaylin Oman. She is the women's head volleyball coach at Pensacola Christian College, also a student in our program. We'll talk about that in a little bit, Kaylin, but if you wouldn't mind, just give us a, a background of how you got involved in coaching volleyball. Well, sports has been a major part of my life ever since I can remember, just because my family was so active in trying to get involved in many different things, whether it was a neighborhood wiffle ball game with the neighborhood kids or getting involved in team sports. Uh, I did start playing volleyball when I was in seventh grade and I just fell in love with the sport. I fell in love with learning more about the sport and I just knew I wanted to, to coach it someday. So that's what I, I studied physical education and then started right after I graduated from college coaching at high school level and then found myself at the college level. Uh, and it's been an exciting ride. I've been doing it now uh, college level for six years. So it's mm. been great. How do you quote, find yourself at the college level? It's not just something where you just decide, <laughs> Hey, I'm going to be a college coach, walk into a college and there you go. What, what allowed you to, to become a college coach? Well, it's, it's been interesting because I never left where I grew up. So I think that's part of where I, how I found myself here. Mm -hmm. I coached seven years at high school level and stepped, stepped away from it because I wanted to be able to focus on my children a little bit longer. And then when I found out that the college coach retired, I thought, well, maybe this is the next step and put my name in for the recommendation and here I am. So <laughs> that's how I found myself here. <laughs> Interesting that you mentioned stepping away from coaching because of your kids. Yeah. It's it's something I think that is very relevant to coaches, particularly in, in the current societal um, world that we live in of go, go, go. That was a brave decision to walk away from something you love for your family. What what led to that decision and how easy was that decision to make? <laughs> it, it was very difficult. Um, it, and that's one of the challenges of being a coach is that if you are going to raise a family, you have to know how to have that balance. And my uh, first child was born six weeks before volleyball season started. So my husband had to um, take a, an extra role in a sense to be able to help out with all of those situations. Um, thankfully, I had family around, so that helped. And then when I was expecting my second child, I thought, do I want to go through that again? And she would have been probably three months when I started coaching. So it might have been a little bit better, but it was a little overwhelming to think about that. So I wanted to take the time to go to step away. My husband and I talked about it for a long time to see if that's what we should do. And um, it, it was good to be able to take some time to be a mother, to be a wife, <laughs> because after seven years of coaching, it, it does take a toll. Mm. I've talked to some coaches who say that there is no such thing as finding a balance. But you just said you're finding the balance. How how do you find balance to stay organized and and to some extent stress free? Given we know that coaches go on are, are under a lot of pressure all the time. Yeah, 
I think the key is to, you hear the phrase a lot, find your tribe to, for those who help you out as much as possible. And that's where my family steps in a lot. Um, I would not be able to coach at a college level if it wasn't for my parents and my husband's parents to be able to do that. And honestly, it wouldn't be possible if my husband wasn't on board as well. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of communication with your family members, with your husband, with your children, and making sure that you're being honest with them with the schedule, being honest with them about what is happening. And I think also getting them involved is key. Uh, my kids love my volleyball players. They're like older sisters to them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's been very helpful to make sure that that is how we provide that balance in making them be involved and communicate with them. Mm. Yeah. Involvement of your children in your program is, is a really good idea. Are, are there any specific things where they are involved or do you give them assignments to do yeah. while you're coaching? How does that work? My son loves to be the ball boy during uh -huh. the games. He he's pretty tired after games because we have a, a very large arena. And so he runs all over the place to be able to go get the balls. Um, so, and in practices, they come sometimes to be able to help shag the balls. Um, they, they love being able to get involved that way. Uh, we also try to have our girls over uh, quite often at our house. And so they're helping prepare the meals. They're helping them serve them. Um, so we've tried to find different ways to be able to get them involved. Great. You've been in college level almost as much as you've been in the high school level. What are some of the, the differences that you've seen coaching in high school versus coaching in college? Um, on the surface, I don't think that there's much of a difference um, because you're still trying to build a relationship with those girls. Um, it does not matter what level you're on. You have to make sure that you're building a relationship and in your coaching position. Um, the difference is the level of learning that they, they come from. In high school, they uh, really don't know that much about volleyball if they haven't been exposed to it. In my situation, they don't really get exposure to volleyball until their seventh grade year. And so you're teaching them from the basics of what they should be doing. Um, in college, you have to take what they've already known um, to be able to build on that or kind of break some bad habits and be able to create new ones. Um, so it, there's a, a little difference. Um, I think just even for college level, the tempo of the game at any sport is going to be different depending on what level from high school to college you're at. Um, so a few differences in the skill level wise in the tempo, but uh, on the surface, you're still trying to build relationships with with those. With the okay. Players. Question then is how do you build relationships? <laughs> I hear it a lot. Yeah. We, we've got to know our athletes. How do you actually build those relationships so that you, you can really work with them at their level and understand where they're coming from? Yeah. So that has been uh, a challenge to me um, because I'm usually, I would say that in high school, I did not try to build relationships. But then towards the end of my the high school and getting into college, I saw the major importance of being able to build a relationship with them. Um, and I think it depends on the group that you have. And you have to be able to know what the individual, um, how, how to be able to respond to the, each individual on your team. Um, so finding out their likes and dislikes, 
mm-hmm. finding out um, more about their family, more about their friends, providing opportunities to be able to meet with them on a regular basis, to be able to talk to them, to see how they're doing, um, making sure you show them that you care about their individual person, not just that they're on the volleyball team. Mm. You you have a unique position to many because you're in a private institution. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm curious what differences you experience to, to maybe what a typical coach at a D1 or D2 school that is publicly funded or federally funded has. Do you recruit? Do you have scholarships? Are you full-time coach? Well, tell us a little bit about what your, your role is. Yeah, so we are a little different in that we're a part of a Christian athletic association, and um, we do not offer athletic scholarships. So that has had a challenge in of itself. Um, there's some athletes who come to the college looking for those athletic scholarships because that that is what what they have in mind. Um, however, we can build our program to be able to pull those recruits in. Recruiting has been a challenge uh, for me that had was not my focus the first couple of years as a college coach, but it's really starting to be something that I've really started to look into a little bit better and tried to do a better job of that. We do offer, um, we do have recruiting opportunities that we go out to be able to see others. We constantly in communication, email calling and stuff like that, but it is it is probably not even on the same level as a D1, D2, even probably a D3 school would be. Uh, We do have some um, limitations, still regulations like a D1 school, but not anything, not anything comparable to theirs, but similar. Um, We, the, the timeline, we still have timeline. We can only practice for so many weeks out of the year, like a D1, D2 school would. Um, so it's, it is similar, but then, um, it's not, not as intense, I guess I would say as a division one, division two, um, even division three school. So do you have students coming to to Pensacola to play volleyball for you, or do they come to be a student and then find volleyball in the process? Yes, to both. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we, we want to be able to make sure that people are coming to Pensacola Christian College because that is where God is directing them to go. I have told recruits before that I don't want you to come here just for volleyball because they may find themselves in a, a kind of a miserable situation where they're disappointed, they're discouraged um, because for, for whatever reason. Um, so we do encourage them to make sure that this is where God is calling them to be able to continue their education and to be able to go on to whatever God is calling them. And then we can talk more about volleyball. Um, but we have, we're starting to grow to be competitive in our association. And I think that's what I'm mostly excited about. Um, we have um, worked really hard. My assistant and I have worked really hard to be able to build the volleyball program we just won our regional championship, so that was great, and placed fourth in our division nationally for the first time in our program history. Uh, so we're starting to build um, for um, athletes to want to come here to be able to play volleyball. And if we can get them here to play volleyball, and then we can influence them to to go on to what God has called them to do so that they can influence other people as well. 
Yeah, if if an athlete comes to FSU, for example, to play volleyball, they may have thoughts about professional play in Europe or or, or something like that. They have name, image, and likeness opportunities, et cetera. So really for you, what is your purpose for, for having this volleyball program, given the fact that you're competitive, you want to win, but at the same time, you're not out scouring the country for the best players in the that are available. Where is that balance between winning versus development of the player as a person? Right. So uh, most of our, I, I don't, I've never had a girl so far in my six years go on to go play professionally, but they have gone on to be able to coach volleyball mm. and they want their girls to do well as well when they go on to coach. So that expectation of still being competitive in our program can be passed down from the player and then from a player as, as they become a coach. Um, one of the words that we use for our culture um, is excellence. And we should be doing ex everything with excellence. And for our mission, that is what we should be doing, um, doing the controllable things well. And if you can compete well, uh, then you're putting forth the excellence in your in the program. Mm -hmm. We do have a comment from Xavier. He says, I find that connecting on a personal level and finding commonality helps build that rapport. This is talking about what we were a few minutes ago. I also find that not being afraid to share about personal life helps humanize me to the student athletes. I think that's a big one, showing that, that you have struggles too mm -hmm. and that you you are facing things that, that might be difficult. Right. And I think that's another a way that we connect with our family as well, because I'm not just a coach. I am a coach and a mother mm -hmm. and a wife. And you, uh, you mentioned earlier, I don't think I answered the question if it was full-time or part-time, but I, I am part-time coaching. I, I do another job on campus as well. So there is a balance and it kind of helps me relate to them because they are student athletes. Uh, they're, they're, some of them are working. We have a work assist program on campus. So they're working, they're taking classes, they're being involved in athletics. We encourage social life. There's um, Christian service community projects to be able to do on campus as well. So being able to relate all of that together because we're all going through it at the same time really does humanize the coach. Mm -hmm. you've, you've been successful, especially recently. And some might provide a picture of coaching being just the best job ever. And <laughs> in many ways it is, right? I love coaching. It, it gives me joy to coach, but it's not all, uh, it's not all roses, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Can you, can you give us some examples of maybe situations as a coach where you've, you've had to make difficult decisions or, or just struggled so that we understand that coaching does have its challenges? Yeah. Um, I, I have to say first that coaching is my dream job. That's something I've always wanted. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's all rainbows and unicorns as, as the, the saying goes, you know, there, there are challenges, um, especially with having a family. There are challenges in making sure that your children have somewhere to stay while you're on road trips, making sure that they are packed, ready to go with all their clothes and their homework done and everything like that as they're going off to school. My, my kids are still elementary age, so 
there's lots of different things that they're trying to get involved in as well. Um, some of the challenges, um, because I tried to build a relationship with these girls, is staying on top of that relationship. So I tried to um, find out more about their grades, um, find out more about their projects. Are they staying on top of studying for their tests? So juggling those types of things can be difficult. Um, and I, I think any coach would say the late nights mm -hmm. <laughs> from road trip games, home games, all the different responsibilities that go in part of it is, is a challenge. But if you can find a schedule, if you can find um, the, the right personnel to be able to help you with those things and being able to delegate them to certain people that although it is a challenge, it can be overcome um, if you're if you're organized and willing to work hard. You just talked about some of the challenges and time management seems to be one of those. And, and here you are in our FSU coach master's program. And somebody might like like me, if I didn't know you would go, why are you doing that? You're, you And I had this discussion with an athletic director this week of just the students in our classes are incredibly invested because they take this very seriously. They're, mm -hmm. they're almost all of them are already coaching such as yourself yet continuing to get education. And I'm curious, what made you decide to do that? <laughs> so when I first started co uh, coaching at the high school level, I honestly thought I was it. Like, I just know everything about volleyball. I just know everything about coaching. It's going to be great. And then I quickly learned that I don't know anything. <laughs> um, it was definitely an experience trying to find a way to be organized, to find a way to have time management. Um, I created so much stress for myself um, because I was trying to stay on top of so many things um, with having that mindset of I already know everything. Um, so one of the things that drove me to be able to continue my education is that realizing I, I still have a lot to learn. And if I'm going to have that perspective of being able to teach my athletes um, to be able to go on to be able to coach or teach or whatever the situation is, then I, I need to be willing to be able to learn more. Um, eventually, my goal is to be able to teach coaches on the college level if the Lord opens that door. So I wanted to be able to gain some experience and be able to gain more knowledge of how to better influence others to be to be coaches as well. It, it is a time management struggle. Um, but again, with open communication, with good schedule, um, I, I, it's been it's been working. <laughs> Well, Xavier's Xavier's been busy on the chat. Yeah. He talks about the challenges, balancing personal life and family, keeping the line be between professional and relationships right. with athletes, parent involvement or lack thereof, and then personal problems that kids present in their own family lives that, that you may be their, their one support system in place. Right. Um, and then he, he said he's got one more semester in the master's and <laughs> finished. Almost there, Xavier. And we do it because we love our sport and we love our kids. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to set myself up potentially for failure here <laughs> and, and just ask you in, in taking the masters you're I think you're about halfway through, right? Probably right. somewhere around there. What are you, what are you learning that is allowing you to, to become better as a coach? Well, 
I'm learning a lot. <laughs> and, and I think I've, yes, I think I've mentioned it to you uh, before that um, I there's so many things that are are being uh, brought through this master's program that I'm like, oh, I want to do this, this, and this, and this, and this. And then I've had to take some time to be able to kind of piece it out to as a big picture to be able to decide what I'm going to work on next. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing um, that has helped me is to be able to know how to set goals, not not just for me, but for my team, uh, because we can um, teach them to be excellent in all things. But then then where where does that go? How can we make sure that there are attaining certain things, um, tangible things, to be able to see how they're reaching those goals and becoming better, not just volleyball players, but also becoming better people? Um, How are they using those things that they're learning in school and in volleyball to be able to help them in their future? Mm. Um, And it's been really interesting in, in two of my classes so far that has come up and um, it, different perspectives, different ways to be able to to reach those goals and to be able to set those goals. So I, I think that has been very helpful uh, to me for the for the program so far. Yeah. And if you're watching, by the way, if you have a question for Kaylin, just put it in your chat box and we'll get it to her. One of the questions I had is, you're you're at a religious institution, mm-hmm. and and in many ways that puts you on a pedestal because you're judged differently. And as a coach, we have a huge responsibility to to behave and act in a certain way. And hopefully that's in a positive role model way that is is in in a a Christian college, a a Christ-like way. And yet at the same time, we can be very competitive. We can be emotional. Things happen during games where we sometimes don't always exhibit that. Do you feel the pressure of being at a Christian institution? Is there pressure there to, to kind of monitor that yourself and adhere to it at all times, as opposed to maybe a secular school where maybe some of that bad behavior is kind of waved away? Um, I don't think that there's any pressure for that because um, building my relationship with Christ comes first. So if I'm building my relationship with Christ first in my um, daily personal life, then that is going to affect my mind, which is going to affect my heart and then going to affect my actions. So if I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing as a child of God, then that is going to be seen through my actions. Do I mess up? Yes. (laughs) Do I yell? Yes. Um, but I can take those steps to be able to make it right. Um, but then just knowing that if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing with my relationship with God, then it's going to come out in my actions in the correct way. Um, so that's why there's no pressure. Uh, God's grace is amazing. And I don't feel like there's a lot of pressure because of that. And I think you, you mentioned it there of just taking ownership of the fact that you do make mistakes Mm -hmm. and rectify those mistakes as opposed to just brushing them under the carpet, so to speak. Right. And um, that is something that I've had to learn because in high school, sure. I, when I was coaching high school, I don't think I would have done that. Uh, but in college, I have said, oh, my, my bad, I'm really sorry. And then moved on <laughs> several times. 
And, and just my final question, unless somebody has any others, just looking at your own career and your own experiences across um, high school and college, what advice do you have for, for those who, who may be in your own program or interested in, in becoming better coaches? What have you learned that you would like to pass on? Have a growth mindset. I know that's something that we have talked about in our master's class. Uh, be willing to learn more about the game. Be willing to learn more about your association, whatever age level, group level that is. Just be willing to learn. Um, I don't think anybody arrives at any point. Uh, John Wooden has said, <laughs> you, you keep learning. Uh, so I, I think that is one of the major things that I would pass on to anybody. Just be willing to learn. And I, I like, cause I do have one more question and it is if somebody does have a question for you and they're watching on, um, our, our podcast or YouTube at a later point, what's, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? That would be through my email address and it would be best for it. C O H M A N at PCCI.edu. So I'm just putting it on the screen here. Maybe. There we go. Yes. U-H-M-A-N at P-C-C-I dot E-D-U. Yep. Well, Kaylin, thank you so much for taking the time to, to chat with us. And I do hope people reach out. And uh, of course, good luck with the rest of the season. Yes. Thank you. Just a reminder, everybody, that we try to interview uh, a guest every couple of weeks. So be sure to like and subscribe wherever you're watching from. But on behalf of myself, Tim Baggerstan, Kaylin Oman, thank you so much for watching.